the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. Things upset you. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Conversation anyway. Hello. Hey. How is it going? It goes. See if I can add rain. <laughs> what was that? Is that a cow? <laughs> that is Chad making cat noises. Oh, tell him he sounds like a baby cow. <laughs> I mean, you can tell him later. I know he's probably in the other room. Yeah, they're watching uh, um, Jack Ryan. I heard it's bad. I keep hearing mixed things. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's up? Not much. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm here. I'm We're alive. Here. I just downgraded from like, I'm good to alive. <laughs> <laughs> this is the podcast where we get honest. Wait a minute. Is this a crossover? Is that what we're doing? I can't remember exactly what we talked about. Um, I mean, I, we're not going to have an episode this week, so, well, probably not. We haven't talked to Jess. I meant to send her an email and I forgot. So, um, I, even if we did talk to her at some point this week, it probably would be later in the weekend. So, um, I could put it up in both feeds. So, I'm down for the crossover. Here's the... You don't see that in TV enough anymore. I agree, except for CW. They do it all the time. (laughs) So Only once a year for crossover. But it feels like all the time, because that's all I ever hear about those shows, because I don't watch them anymore. All I ever hear is crossover, so I feel like they do it all year long. (laughs) So here's the thing, Ryan. Do you know that we don't introduce ourselves in this podcast? Uh, yeah, I've listened to most of one episode. <laughs> Our biggest fan outside of Marie. Shout out to Marie. Um, so I'm not going to introduce myself. You guys can do, if y'all want to do automatic for the people stuff, you can. We'll, we'll, do a, we'll do an intro, uh, like later and then I can. I'm with the dog. Cut it. <laughs> you know, cause right now if we try to record an intro, the damn dog is just going to keep barking. So, um. So it would just it would throw me off anyway. So I'm whatever. the damn dog. <laughs> <laughs> our our intros oh, on X Wing Files have become like my favorite thing to do because it's uh, somebody always says something, or either that or for people I'm say something in an intro. <laughs> <laughs> something different. Something off the wall. Yeah. So. <laughs> Ryan's... I'm, I'm the fulcrum, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, for like, uh, for about a minute, no, for however long you've been on this call, uh, I have thought your little avatar on Skype was a neon spider, and then I realized it was Grievous, and that's really... Yes. 
<laughs> Definitely Grievous, which is kind of a neon spider. <laughs> and, and when you look, when you have bad vision and you're at a distance, it definitely is a neon spider, but up close, it's pretty badass. No, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. When I look at it, you know, without my glasses on, it, yeah, it just looks like a floating head with some neon lights around it. Is your Grievous Love, is that from the Tartakovsky series? Is that yeah, where that started? Yeah, yes. Okay. Um, I, that was the... I, I knew you loved him. That was really my kind of like major introduction to Grievous outside of him being the little puss that he was in episode three. Oh my god. <laughs> he needs to take some Theraflu. <laughs> <laughs> he was falling apart. Well, I know it now. I like him now. That was me making fun of him like 10 years ago. I want to turn this dog into a part machine. That way I could just be like, shut up. (laughs) Then just be a robot dog. (laughs) What is the dog saying up? Squirrel. Yeah. That's the only thing I remember him saying. I think he says other things. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. He he does say other things. I've only seen part of that movie once. Oh, my God. Every time I try to watch it, man, I get interrupted like... When they land the house, or, well, it doesn't land, like, it's just floating along the ground. And they're trying to make it up to where he wants to go. And I always wind up getting stopped there, and I never turn it back on. <laughs> There's this podcast, it's a movie, it's a film podcast that I like, and they were talking about Up in sort of, like, just a sideways conversation. And they went, Up is one of those movies where, like, everyone remembers the first 10 minutes of it, but in reality, like, the following 90 minutes don't even exist because nobody remembers them. Everyone just remembers those first 10 minutes, and no one remembers what happens after that. And I feel like that's true. Yeah, I I think it's true, too. Mm -hmm. And I I haven't even seen the rest of the movie. (laughs) As somebody who remembers what happens after that, I don't think it's true. Well, not as a literal statement, but think about, like, the cultural awareness. Everyone goes, man, the first 10 minutes are up. That's some good stuff, and no one's like, "Man, I love that talking dog." <laughs> I, I like the the uh, dodo or whatever that thing of Kevin. I like that thing. Well, now well, that you say it, I remember it, but I've forgotten it until right now. What's the Pixar movie with the uh, Robbie or Wally? Wally. <laughs> I only remember like the first twenty to thirty robot. minutes Lost of Wally. Well, that's and... the best. one. 20 minutes of Wally, but I've I've seen Wally since Ezra Ezra will be three in September, so I've seen it one million times. <laughs> hey, look, when Bobby I like it. was okay. he'll be three in September, one million times. <laughs> I, look, Ryan, do you remember what Avi liked to watch repeatedly? No, Cars. Oh, oh yeah, and I don't hate Cars. I hate Cars too. I think Cars two is terrible. First Cars movie is okay, but when you see it like five times in a three day span, you're just like, F this movie. <laughs> it's Owen Wilson, right? Yeah. Okay. Owen Wilson, without his whole body doing his thing with his hand, is the most annoying person I've ever listened to in my entire life. I, I think the worst joke I ever made was about Owen Wilson. What is it? Um, he was the, if, if I'm remembering this right, he's the voice of Marmaduke. 
Yes, that is correct. A movie I never saw, but that is correct. When the trailer came out, I think online I posted, (laughs) just saw the Marmaduke trailer. (laughs) The suicide attempt makes perfect sense now. (laughs) That's pretty bad. Oh, that's terrible. Pretty bad. Yeah. I just thought it was because uh, he was in love with his best friend's sister and his best friend's family would never accept him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the plot of that movie is very prophetic. <laughs> so what are we doing on this thing today? We didn't make any plans, which is fine with me. Which uh, is you, what we do. Is I meant to this. tell you to don't forget to bring your book. <laughs> oh, I can just run up and get it. Okay. A book of what? Yeah, so the book of If. You, you t- Explain it to the audience and to Ryan. Okay. I'll be back when like... All right, so it's called The Book of If. And it is, uh, simply put, uh, a bunch of if scenarios or questions like, uh, I'm trying to think, if you, the, the first one we did, I think, was if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? You have to think about it that hard? Yeah. Yeah. My answer was almost immediate. What was it? Chocolate cake? (laughs) It was cheesecake. (laughs) Oh my god. It's not chocolate, stupid. It's cheesecake. But it was specifically (laughs) our mother's cheesecake because it is the only thing she can cook. So no, she can cook a couple of other things. But food that's a hard one, man. So you can't you can't fault me for thinking about that. Because I mean like I can my options would come down to peanut butter and jelly and then the dog. <laughs> yeah. So Sometimes I just I just don't. sat down and heard you, Ryan, going, you can't fault me for that, but it sounded like you guys were having a fight. And then you go, <laughs> but the options come down to peanut butter and jelly or the dog. So that was the most amazing and surreal experience of my whole day. <laughs> yeah, we're doing our like day. A... <laughs> I, I, let me say it's my favorite surreal experience of the day. How about that? Did you explain what we're doing, Logan? Yes, I did. Yeah. So what's peanut butter and jelly and the dog? Why are we deciding between the two? I, Logan said the dog. I'm not going to eat the dog. But uh, Oh, I got it. If you had, I got gotcha. you. One food for the rest of your life. I mean, pecan pie, cheesecake, or probably strawberry. Not cheesecake. That's yours. Peanut butter and jelly, pecan pie, or some kind of cake. But that's hard to... Not birthday cake. Any other kind of non-chocolate cake. Right, do, we, cake. do we want to play? Um, sure. Yeah, but one thing, I do want to make a little bit, because I actually made a point of keeping a, a list of the things that I watched, <laughs> just in case. Okay. Um, so, it, it, at some point, I, just because I went to the effort to do it. What did you watch? I watch stuff, Uh, too. I'm pulling my list up. I watch stuff. So I watched the first three episodes of this show called Kiss Me First on Netflix. 
Sounds like a reality show on VH1. Uh, it's yeah, a that's terrible, <laughs> terrible name for what I, I think I can hook you with this premise. Okay. It is um, the girl with the dragon tattoo meets Ready Player One. But I didn't like Ready Player One. How are you hooking me with half of the things I don't like? And the other half is really dark and, and sad. <laughs> I'm not right. Hooked. It's like if it was a dark, interesting version of Ready Player One is that Rooney wasn't Mara about. No, that wasn't about eighties nostalgia. No, it's a it's a British show. Does that help? That's that is helping. That is helping. So is it a comedy? No, not at all. So is it tonally like those things? So there is a moment in episode. I can't. You should watch it. I don't want to spoil it for you, like I did about Jack Horseman. Um, yeah, yeah, Dick. <laughs> um, no, the, it's very, very dark very uh well not very dark but it gets pretty dark um the ready player one thing is only comes into play because she is involved in a virtual reality world the main character and her mom dies in the first episode and so she just kind of just sinks deeper and deeper into this virtual reality world and gets pulled into this like shady group and but at one point you think like they're all evil and they're kind of like trying to draw her in maybe like frame her for something or convince her to do something evil but then like you start learning other things and it's like wait is she the evil one like all right fine it's on my list i've added it i'm intrigued um it's I really, really like it. I hate the picture on the Netflix because you know how Netflix has all these terrible. images. It's terrible. It's like look, why did they the get to choose like what stupid picture you have to look at? I don't know. Honestly, it should be the I, advertisement poster. That's it. <laughs> the I don't even know what made me decide to watch the first episode, but the picture and the name of the show. Do not do it any favors at all. Do you want to hear something funny? So Netflix uses, and I'm totally outing myself right now, and that's fine, but Netflix uses like your viewing habits to tailor the images to what they think will appeal to you, right? That's how they do this. So I typed in the word kiss me because looking for this, because I can't remember the third word of the title because I already forgot, and <laughs> I was searching it, and all these results come up, and every single image is of two women either kissing or about to kiss <laughs> <laughs> so and then and then randomly at the bottom of the list is just a picture of Mike Coulter as Luke Cage because they're recommending Luke Cage as well. So I don't know what that says about me, but it says something. I feel like this is the whole reason that show popped up into my like, hey, you should watch this. Well, that so, would be why I've never heard of it. It was because of that. Because I'm not a super duper. Well, I have to watch what I view on I... Netflix, anyways. I'm just a, I'm a, I'm a guy who is open for anyone to love anyone. That's all. And Netflix knows it. You're just a wild and crazy guy. Well, you, you should be watching Winona Earp because it's the only like genre show that I know of on like a major network that has two main characters that are both gay. So it's the best worst show on TV. Yeah, I know I need to watch it. Everyone keeps talking about it. And now that you guys watch it, it means I know people who watch it, and it makes me feel the peer pressure. It's, it but is one of those shows. It is one of those shows you have to kind of like get through the bad to enjoy what is good and fun about it because 
There's a lot of bad stuff. But it's more like the bad and it's so bad it's good. Like they know they're making something really cheesy and goofy and all that. So um so what else? Oh, I watched all of this other animated show on Netflix called Paradise PD that I think was supposed to go to Comedy Central. They filmed the pilot, and Comedy Central immediately canned the show. <laughs> is it because it's explicit or just not good? It is It is not great. Oh, now I know why that sounded familiar. Because when uh, Brickleberry ended, I knew there was another show coming. Yep, it's from, from the, the people same that people. did Brickleberry. Yeah. So it goes out of its way to be offensive, which sometimes is funny, and sometimes it's just like, I yeah, like Brickleberry. That's that's too much. <laughs> you will probably like this show. There are parts of it that I laughed at. What really hooked me I mean, was was yeah, there's funny. this uh, there's this subplot. It's it's this small town with this like stupid, ridiculous police force, um, kind of like uh, Reno nine one one, and uh, there's this whole subplot running through the episodes about this new kind of meth a la Breaking Bad and like the mystery of who the mastermind was kind of hooked me and I was like well I kind of want to know now I really should have just skipped to the last episode of season one and because <laughs> it tells you I'm like, I would not have wasted four hours watching the entire first season so but I was also reorganizing my comics while I was doing it so I mean, it, it's one of those shows I didn't have to pay attention to, so that was nice. Um, I, unlike some people, watched uh, watch Beautiful Girls. <laughs> so I watched it two weeks ago, Dick. You did? You never said anything. Because I keep forgetting, and then you shamed me like that, and so and I remembered, <laughs> but I did watch it like two like weeks ago. Like the the movie. Yeah, yeah, like I, I watched it like the week I said I would watch it. I watched it like it? that next day. I have been trying Ted for Demi five years to get him to watch this movie. Jonathan Demi, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, the one John. that died. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. What do you think, man? That's that's a great movie. Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> that's probably why I didn't remember to say anything. But I would consistently go, "Damn it, I forgot to say something about that." But yeah, yeah, no. Natalie Portman's great in it. It's really creepy. Yeah, like, there. That whole thing is creepy. I love Michael Rappaport in that movie. Like, well, I, I love Michael Rappaport. He's like got a crazy <laughs> energy on screen that I just love. Especially that show. What's oh damn? What's the show he was in? It's like a sitcom that I really. Yeah, loved. it was on Fox. It was actually kind of like grounded, grounded for life. It's but, not grounded for life. No, that's the one with uh, the dude. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's in Gotham. Fringe and, and yeah, yeah, in Gotham. Um, oh, yeah, I know. I hold on. I'm looking it up. Sorry. So yeah, no, I didn't <laughs> like it, and I, I, but I do agree about Michael Rappaport. But at the same time, his character was like, like, like good God, dude, take the pictures of the models off your. your and I really love the Dylan character too because it it was like very tragic, like. His wife. Uh, it reminded me of like Wyatt Earp in in the movie Tombstone, with his wife being like just so crazy, and but he's the one that made her crazy. <laughs> being in love with this other girl. God, yeah, I'm looking for this show and I can't find it. Um, 
Which he's the one that made her crazy. So, kind of like Wyatt Earp. I love that movie. I knew you were going to watch it and be like, yeah, I don't get it. I also watched it when I was I like didn't say I don't get it. I said I don't like it. <laughs> Which makes the not liking it more valid. Like, I totally get it. Still don't like it. <laughs> so, Boston Public, I loved him. I think that's where I first saw him was on Boston Public because I watched that show pretty heavily in high school. But I feel like there's another show. War at Home. Yeah, War at Home. That one. Yeah. Watch that. I don't think I watched that show. I do love Michael Rapp. Holy shit. Rami Malik is in Warwick Home. <laughs> I'm going to have to check that out. The first image is of Michael Rappaport and Rami Malik as like magicians in glittery clothes. If you look them up on IMDb. Holy crap. We've just discovered the best thing we could have ever discovered in this crossover <laughs> episode. I'm also saying his name wrong. Rami. Sorry. That's not the one. Well, at least you didn't say Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah. Someone said that? Who said that? <laughs> Some oh, dude on great. Twitter. It was so funny. Okay. Uh, he got he, retweeted uh, by uh, Sam, Sam Esmail. It was like, uh, you made Sam Raimi's career. And Sam Esmail was like, I think he was doing fine before I got there. <laughs> Sam Esmail has been pretty fun the last few weeks, I feel like. Since they announced the end of the show, it's like he's like, who cares? I can say whatever <laughs> I want to. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, last night at midnight, he tweeted, so uh, what kind of Nike should I get? <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. I thought about taking white. I have like this pair of Nike, um, like, a, like t- technically they're running shoes. And I thought about like taking white, and they're solid black, and taking white out and just putting swooshes all over it. And be like, I stole all your swooshes, you assholes. <laughs> So we got way off track. So you watched, you rewatched Beautiful Girls. Yeah. Um, which, do you still love it? Yeah, I, I mean, I really do. There's parts what's, of it. What's your that, excuse? I, well, I think that's, that a, joke. that's, that's it, a joke. But it perfectly uh, captures like that small town thing. It does is, have that. I agree. It's so hard to do without making it seem like they're making fun of people. You know, like so many movies try to do it, like Fargo. I I like Fargo a lot, but it's really just making fun of most of those characters. And that's hard. That's fine, but that's not, you know, that's not all it's about. Well, even if it doesn't come off as making fun of them, usually when they try, it comes off as just cliche. Whether, you know, even if it's serious. It's still cliche. Um, and like beautiful girls never goes into like, Oh, so what are you going to do? Just like, you know, uh, scrape out the snow and mow lawns in the summer for the rest of your life. Like they don't get into that. Like this is just what they do when that's their life. And nobody is judging really anybody else for things like that. It's more about the kind of person you are. And turns out they're all just kind of douchebags. So, (laughs) and, I always watched it like uh, it came out what when we were late teens, early twenties. Mm, yeah, right around high school. Like, so I always graduating watched, from. I high guess school. when I saw it, I I thought about like if the Goonies grew up, like and moved away, and then they all come back and realize that yeah, they're all still good friends, but like Logan said, they're all still kind of douchebags. Yeah, that'd be so, the saddest movie ever. No I mean, Beautiful Girls is pretty sad. sequel ever. <laughs> like, 
Uh, it's very melancholy, and I appreciate that. I, I do think the like the whole thing with Natalie Portman. Yes, it's creepy, but I do like the resolution of it. That he decides not to wait for the teenage girl to become an adult. <laughs> I don't think he was ever truly entertaining the idea. It was more about just like talking it through. You know, like, this is the thing. But he talked it through with her. That's the problem. That's where <laughs> Yeah, the, that makes it like, creepy. He like, couldn't like, figure like, that out by himself. But she, a, she no, approaches not... the subject. Like, he doesn't say anything. She's the one that says something. So Okay, so I'm because I'm, I know I've been joking this whole podcast, so now it's going to sound like I'm just joking. But I'm very much not, okay? This is my issue with that, is that... I'm trying to think of the most safe person target to go after. So let's say the teenage guy that, um, that told on Kevin Spacey, right? I guarantee you in my mind, that guy did not necessarily reject the idea of Kevin Spacey being into him until things got to a certain point And then it was too far gone. She's entertaining something. She's not old enough to have the conversation about. Which is what he says. And the no, I, I understand. But the movie itself, I don't think levels with that. Like there's like I don't think anyone I don't think he ever has a moment of like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> I don't think the movie does either. And I need one of them as a movie that's trying to paint this and I and I do think you guys are right about the the, the small town atmosphere and how friends are, especially after time. I think there's a lot of honesty in it. And I think the honesty of how messed up that situation is, besides friends being like, what an asshole, why would you want to talk to her? Like, I don't think they level with that situation. And it threw me. It threw me completely out of the movie the whole time. I, I, I agree with that. Um, it, it does have Rosie O'Donnell's, like, finest performance ever, though. <laughs> you haven't seen all of uh, Smilf. She's in that. She's so good in Smilf. Oh man, dude. <laughs> she's like uh, she's like all of my in-laws that are moms. <laughs> all my family, my dad's side. I don't know if you know this, Ryan, but they're all in Boston, like literally in Boston. And there's not there's nine brothers and sisters. So and they're all married. So there's I mean, including my stepmom. Yeah, yeah. All nine wives in my northern family are Rosie O'Donnell and Smilf. <laughs> Some version of her. It's insane. I, I love her her tirade in Beautiful Girls. It's it's so freaking good. Yeah. When they're walking through the drugstore. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff I just like. Dude, that. you gotta finish Smilf, man. I'm telling you, I hate Rosie O'Donnell. And she was probably close to my favorite character in this in the show. Hmm. I'll have to, to I watched the pilot and I was like this is pretty good, but like I was not prepared for uh, how far it went. And much like that other show, what was that show you told me to watch, Spencer? And I watched one episode, and I was like, ah, I can't watch this. Um, <laughs> Which is I weird because I'm talking about how much I like a movie where uh, like thirty year old <laughs> dude is. That like, is kind of weird. Well, she's sixteen; she'll be eighteen soon, <laughs> or fifteen, was, or whatever she was. That's like every. I don't know. Never mind. I don't know what I don't. I don't have a complete thought on that, so I'm not going to finish my terrible thought. It's a it's a very small town thing, though. Um, ninety six. The movie came out in ninety six. 
Just to let you know. They still fall you... in love with their teachers. Uh, uh, we we had a teacher that was sleeping with the students, right? Yeah, I know, but I'm talking about the reverse of that. He was a guy sleeping with his students. So, have I ever told you how much I loved Uma Thurman? Um, I, no, but apparently you and Ryan share that. So, so yes. I, I didn't know she was in the movie. I love her, and it's maybe the only Uma Thurman performance I out and out love. Uh, yeah, right, she's so, like the famous one that comes back, right? Well, she's the 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 hot cousin. Who right. comes to oh me. yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Here's and, and that and that also perfectly defines my other problem with the movie is every woman is a type; they're not a character. Uma oh, Thurman I completely is, agree with that. Uma Thurman is the hot cousin who comes to town to visit. Uh, Natalie Portman is the the Lolita of of the of the neighborhood. Um, the one's the lovesick whore. One is the and, and I mean that by definition, not like me labeling her. That, that's what she's that's the type she's been made into. The one who's after Matt Dillon. Um, and one is uh, uh, the the sort of weak willed lovesick person, which is the one who Matt Damon or Matt Dillon should be with. Matt Damon would have been great in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt Dillon's pretty good. One of the few performances that, you know, like no, yeah, he is. he's really he's good. not annoying at all, and I think that's like I don't mean like he's that's a good thing. No, he's, he's it's very easy for him to be annoying. <laughs> I, I think like, he's got some like performance like things he does that are just kind of grating sometimes, and and I I don't think it's really him. I think it's what he thinks he needs to do to act, and he's doing so little of that. And so I think he is very good in the movie. So look, I complimented it. Well, um, did y'all watch any of the Jack Ryan series? No, <laughs> we were just talking about it before you jumped on about how the he's hearing it. Yeah, the reviews are not good, and I'm hearing very mixed things. So, have you well, watched? I like, yeah, I watched. I think the first four episodes. Is it fun? Um, it. I wouldn't say fun. The first episode is fun. I just wanted to, I wanted it to be fun. It looked like a, like a Amazon action show with Yeah, Jim I wanted it to be James Bond Jan, John or Krasinski as James Bond, mm -hmm. you know. Like kind and, of bring American James Bond. I was in for it. Yeah, it's not it's not so much Bond or what is the other one with the British intelligence? The Kingsman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You kind of get some of that in the first episode and not much it, it's more about like world views, I guess. <laughs> you know, like other side of the coin type stuff going on. Sure. It's funny because it's like I, I mean, like Jack Ryan as a character. I read a few of those books and stuff, and like he's he's kind of dry. It's the closest Jack Ryan's ever been to what he is in the books is in the Hunt for Red October, Alec Baldwin's version of Jack Ryan. But the way Amazon was hyping this show, I was like, I'm totally fine to verge because I have no loyalty to Tom Clancy books. But it's like, this looks like, let's turn him into a fun spy. And Krasinski's got like a cool presence that I never would have thought. But I saw that, the Michael Bay movie um, that he did, 13 Hours. And he is a total badass in that movie. And so I was like, yeah, let's mix Jim Halpert with the badass soldier guy from... 13 hours and make a super spy that sounds fun and that sounds disappointing they didn't do that do do you both remember that he was uh the second place uh choice for captain america 
I do, yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't know that, but uh, he would have yeah. made a good Captain America. I mean, I remember the outcry of, like, you're going to get Jim Halpert from The Office to play Captain America, and, like, look at him now, and it's just like, holy shit. Jim Halpert from The Office totally should have played Captain America. But you know what, man? I don't, have you seen, a, have either one of you seen A Quiet Place yet? Or oh, the I, yeah, place? I saw it, yes. Yeah, Logan took my, did you take Casey? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Jesus, man! Like I will get. I'm so glad his career did not go the Marvel way, just because we got that movie. Yeah, because yeah. we wouldn't have had it if he had become Captain. There's no way. Cap, I saw Captain America's movie, and then even close to Quiet Place. <laughs> well, um, I tried to watch the epic series, uh, Get Shorty. Mm-hmm. How uh, bad is it? Well, I only made it halfway through the first episode, but I was totally thrown off by because I haven't read the book. The uh, what is it? Um, it's called Get Shorty. Is it Get Shorty? Uh, well, I was thinking of the Tarantino movie that's got a different name. There's Jackie Brown. This is Tarantino's. You think it'd be cool, maybe? Rum Punch was Rum Punch. Jackie Brown. Jackie right. Brown. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, but I haven't. I don't. You know, I don't have any knowledge of Get Shorty the book. Mm-hmm. Um. I've only seen the movie, so I don't know if this is just a play on the movie that was loyal to the book or if this is loyal to the book and I was thrown off by which characters are which. You get what I'm saying? Like, because I'm thinking Danny DeVito and John Travolta and right. Like, the characters threw me off. Um, So, I'm going to give it another try. I'm not going to say it was bad, but I didn't get hooked. Like, Jack Ryan, the first episode, I was like, oh, I'm down. And then Three episodes later, I'm like, I'm not really down with this anymore. <laughs> so, but, but that's about the only new shows that I watched. Um, Spencer, do you watch Misfits and Monsters? I don't even know what that is. You're the only person watching that show, right? You and Bobcat Goldfish. <laughs> it's a is show it Bob by Cat? Bob. Yes, it's Bobcat. What is it though? Tell me what it is. Um, it's an anthology show, like. Um, Tales from the Crypt, kind of. Okay, so every episode. Yeah. Okay. It's only thirty minutes long. Every episode's different. Um, a lot of it is, it's it's done cheaply, but they play on the cheap, you know, tone of the backgrounds and stuff. It all looks very much like sets, but they play on that, you know. Um, but it's more comedy than it is horror like tales from the crypt and he touches on a lot of political issues a different one each show like one episode they elected a guy president simply based off his popularity and he turned out to be a werewolf (laughs) and uh, you know and then like people looked around and they're like no that's okay werewolves are cool like no stupid Here's the thing about Bobcat. I think Bobcat has a really, really unique perspective on life, but he also knows how to like channel that into storytelling. So even if like I think he made this one movie um, that's got I think America in the title of it. Um, God yeah. bless America. God bless America. Yeah. It's not like my favorite movie in the world at all. Like I actually didn't like it, but he had it like he it felt like a perspective and a voice like i still respected the fact that as it's like i knew what he was going for he wasn't tampered down it was bobcat and so like i like the idea of a show of him kind of jumping around doing different things because even if something doesn't work 
God Bless America is a movie that like sticks in my mind because it's memorable. <laughs> right. So that sounds very interesting to me. And I like the idea that it's an anthology because I could like watch a couple episodes, go watch something else. Yes, you don't have to, to remember anything episode to episode. That's why I like it. That sounds pretty I'm actually very interested in this now. Oh, good. You can watch it and talk to him about it because he won't stop asking me to watch it. No, Logan's the worst about watching things you want him to watch. He gets all offended by something that's on Amazon and won't watch it again. Do we ever solve what that show was, Logan? Uh, no, it's the one with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, Fleabag. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's so good. It's so yeah. good. Logan got awkward because she has anal sex in the first episode. And uh, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't watch the rest of the sitcom. <laughs> it was just not like I put it on. I started watching it and like she immediately starts talking about it. I was like, I'm not in the right frame of mind for any of this. I think he was like, I'm in I'm in Spencer and Katie's house. There's a child that lives here. I can't watch this. Uh, Is that what happened? Uh, I mean, no, not exactly. So It's so good. And, and you've never tried any more? No, I mean, I might go back to it eventually. It's all about being, it's all about trying to figure out if you're a terrible person and a terrible friend and bad at life altogether. You would love it. That is like, that's, that's me on a daily basis. I I need a show that does that. You you watch BoJack, so I know that you do like shows that do do that. Uh, I did, I did actually watch some. animated. (laughs) Yeah. It makes it less uh, hurdy when it's animated. I'm like, I don't feel so She's bad. She's British. She's very animated in a British way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did watch some Bojack this past week. So, I am up to the current season um, before the new one comes out. So I'm like two episodes in. So um, he's already done the absolutely horrible, unforgivable. Is this well, the Emily thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's like, wait, what? So it's funny. He did that, but then... Hey, Ryan, have you watched BoJack Horseman? I've watched like three episodes. Oh my god, dude. I hate shows like this and I can't stop watching it. It's so fucking good. <laughs> like, I think it's. I think when I get done with it, it's going to be like a top ten show of all time for me. Like, I think it is so, so good. Um, it's so good that I just said the F word and I didn't mean to. Um, so I'm... But he... But him and Sarah Lynn, dude... Like you can talk about Emily all day long, but him and that and the girl from the show, that whole thing, that messed me. It's some dark stuff. Yeah, it it gets really really dark. Yeah, I made it to where they start sleeping together. Oh, it gets so much darker. Yeah, it's so yeah, so much darker. She goes that. away for like a whole season and comes back with a vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Katie's watching it. I had Katie watch it. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. That's a conversation I want to have right there. She finally just went, "Hey, quit watching ahead of me," because I would. She would come into the show and I'd be like, three ep- <laughs> like time warp three episodes." And she's like, "What happened?" So I have to. And now we're watching the the most recent season together, and we're gonna watch the the new one when it comes out together. It's it's weird. I never know when she's gonna like hook on to a show that's dark like that, but she is into it. But and I I I mean it sounds ridiculous, but I also love that. Like, little things that they just hold on to. Like, he steals the D from the Hollywood sign. So, and, and it that, stays that way. Yeah. And that's in, like, episode three or four or something that's like a, that. It's early, it's early on. Open, yeah. And not, not only does the sign stay that way, they stop calling it Hollywood. They just call it Hollywood. For, like, four seasons, right? It never changes. Yeah. Well, didn't the sign used to say Hollywood Land? 
Yes. Well, they just keep removing letters and everyone just adapts. <laughs> it's insane. And I, it's still every now and then, like, because I forget that that's like the whole running gag. And every now and then it occurs to me as like, because they'll cut to like journalists talking about today in Hollywood. But they'll go in today in Hollywood and it's just I, I, what's the it tickles me, Ryan. <laughs> it just tickles me. But then it gets like so like deep and introspective and dark and but even the stupid things like we talked last week about uh 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 his ex dating what is very much just three children walking around uh, you know on each other's shoulders in a trench coat and it's such a stupid idea but it just works so well and it's just like this metaphor for modern dating and like social apps and stuff like it's that it's like she's getting catfish in person yes that's hilarious and she just totally accepts it because he's nice to her and because he's too dumb to ask questions <laughs> she's like he's so smart and it's just like no and, he's not he's like he's like she has chocolate because <laughs> i am eight and that's all that matters <laughs> here's the thing here's the thing logan they never really address sex but yeah. like it's kind of funny to me because i feel like that's part of the joke is that she, she so we have this huge thing i'm totally about to get deep in hollywood so we've had this thing for like i don't know 12 13 years about the like the man child character being so popular in comedy seth rogan movies basically all of them right like knocked up so it's like it's it's kind of commenting on this idea that for so many years in hollywood with the idea is to have like a man baby as the ideal man but in the end with like someone like princess caroline the the agent it's even better because like he's so, he's a literal man child and he also can't have sex with her so they can't be distracted and she can just be a professional lady the only way she can be a professional adult woman is to be dating a literal man child who cannot have sex with her not from and it's not even because he doesn't want to have sex with her it, or because he has some deformity it's literally because it's like a three four-year-old stacked on top exactly. of each other so it's, that, a, it's amazing it's the only way you're safe in hollywood is to date a man child <laughs> a literal man child yeah, you need three of them it's just, just standing I, on top of each other I, that's the thing about bojack is on the surface it's a funny joke because oh look it's three you know eight-year-olds tacks on top of each other ha ha but really it's so much deeper than that and i yeah. love it all but then yeah. you'll definitely love misfits and monsters now, I'm excited. I, I'm looking at the pictures. I've seen that poster pop up as a recommendation, I, maybe on Amazon. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out for sure. So I saw Crazy Rich Asians in the theater. I I'm, yeah, I envy you. Uh, now I can't say that movie was coming, and I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be great." But the more I saw about it, and then watched the previews, I was like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be one of those movies that is just." You know, just act like four weddings and a funeral or something. Oh, it's yeah. Just there you go. So funny that it, it, I mean, the joke lasts forever, you know, so, no, it, no matter how many times you watch it. <laughs> it's um, it's so like uh, setting off to the side so we don't spend I don't spend an hour just talking about this. All of the amazing things it does for diversity for film, because it is I mean, it's it's all like the only non 
Asian characters are like the people who serve them on an airplane or something like that. <laughs> like, like they're, it's just a, it's a completely Asian cast, which is amazing and wonderful and like good for them. And it's a big Hollywood movie breaking barriers. And I agree with all of that, but putting that over to the side, it is four weddings and a funeral. It is just a straight up that level romantic comedy, just a good movie. There, there's a moment maybe two thirds of the way in it's a it's a wedding scene this gives nothing away but it's a wedding scene and it is filmed it's probably the my favorite scene i've i've ever enjoyed watching in a movie theater uh since the running through the airport at the end of love actually and a romance it is so so good and yeah man i just i loved it katie loved it i just I can't explain how good Crazy Rich Asians is if you are a fan of the romance genre. So if you like Four Weddings and a Funeral, Love Actually, things anywhere in between on that spectrum, there is no question you will enjoy this film. It is so good. Is it weird that I do not like Four Weddings and a Funeral and Love Actually is like one of the three romantic whatever movies that I actually adore? No, I think they're good on a. I think it's a good spectrum. So if you don't like four weddings, you probably like Love Actually. They're they're sort of camps. But I think they're made it came... by the same person. Yeah, well, I mean, people... I uh, I like I like weird romantic comedies too. Even though neither one of those are weird, but like uh, Serendipity is probably my favorite romantic comedy of all time. I love Serendipity. We went to you know to New York back in January. So I make Katie watch Serendipity about a week before we went to New York, um, and she had never seen it. So like I'm, I, but I, I'm with you. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that one. And I just heard someone recently talk about how much she likes Serendipity on a podcast. I think I think that movie's having a resurgence, and we're part of that, Ryan. <laughs> yep. It'd be really funny if it was our podcast. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm sure it definitely was not y'all's. I would have went off like talked about that movie forever. Yeah, I I but... go out of my way not to bring that movie up. <laughs> You're you're heartless. Uh, it's just so ridiculous, man. Uh, Love is ridiculous. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, I uh, I also watched The Greatest Showman. So. Oh my god. I hate that movie. Just to let me put it on the record, y'all can love it. Whatever. I hate that movie. Sorry, Sorry what movie? The Greatest Showman. Oh, I, I'm not gonna watch it. I, look, I'm going to say this. If you have to be forced to watch that movie, watching it with a group of, like, in the age ranging between, like, two years old and 11 years old, watching it with a group of children that age range that absolutely adore it and know the words to all the songs and will perform while you're watching it, you should watch it that way. I that had does to happen sound once. It, it was, I think it was called uh, Hannah Montana or something like that, that I had to watch them perform in my living room. <laughs> that happened once. And that like, movie. Well, sucks. if I have to watch this, I guess. Actually, this is it was the, the live watch. concert movie. That's why it sucked. So, like, who who wants to pay to go see a con? I I can watch YouTube videos. I, I paid to go see Glee. So, oh, so. Katie and I, so I watched The Greatest Showman um, in our bedroom. So we have uh, Ryan, and I don't even know, Logan, if you've really paid attention, because you can see it through our, our living room. But So we have our queen-size bed is 
um, in our bedroom. And to the right of it is a kind of a small workstation where Katie does her photo editing that way. Um, it used to be, it was mainly set up this way because she could be by the baby monitor for mm -hmm. when he was first born, but we just never moved it. And so, um, if I'm sitting in the bed, I'm looking at the TV and she's, uh, and Katie is editing on the computer looking away from the TV. Right. So can you kind of picture that the setup? And so, so I'm watching The Greatest Showman saying, I'm going to finally check this movie off the movies to see list because everyone's freaking talking about it. And um, about 20 minutes into it, Katie turns around like she, she has a swivel chair, so like an office chair. She swivels around and kicks her feet up on the bed. And we basically mystery science theater 3000 the rest of the movie for like two hours just making fun of it because we both – because like even – not watching it, she could tell how bad it was. We just enjoyed it. It was a good time. <laughs> so, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's terrible. I do think there is a really, really great uh, song. Uh, it's the one that everybody talks about that the, the bearded lady sings. Like, that mm -hmm. particular sequence I thought was pretty good. Everything else I thought was eh. And my concern was that they were never going to paint him in the negative light that history should and hopefully will continue to paint him in. And that, like, he was, as much as he, like, did kind of, like, champion, uh, like, civil rights to some degree, he was exploitative, like, <laughs> completely. And, you know, was not the greatest person. So, and they do. I mean, you saw the movie, so you know they do. Just yeah. not to the extent that it was just like, well, I mean, like, eventually he just wound up running a you know, traveling animal abuse center. So, <laughs> it's not great. Terrible. But yeah, anyway, so it was up there. I'm trying to think if I watched anything else exciting. I've done a lot of BoJack. Um, I saw Crazy Rich Asians. I watched a French vampire movie, um, which was not really about vampires, but it was. It's like it's one of those things where they're, they're obviously vampires, but they won't call them that in the movie, um, which was pretty good. And I don't think I have. I watched oh a movie called Landline, which has um, uh, Jenny Slate. Um, of Parks and Rec fame, yeah. among other things, dated dated Captain America for a while. Um, but it was really good. Um, sort of, uh, it's set in nineteen like ninety five, which was weird because I was so nostalgic for everything in the movie. Because um, that's like my time period of like peak memory of nostalgia. Yeah. And and um, and it's. It's like this family little drama, and it's got Edie Falco from The Sopranos, and um, yeah, it's just good. And John Turturro's in it, and just this fun little comedy drama thing, and I liked it. It's on Amazon Prime. If you get 90 minutes, you're just going to want to watch a family drama comedy where Jenny Slate laughs a lot in her weird uh, <laughs> Jenny Slate laugh. It's kind of wonderful. Uh, I recommend it on Amazon Prime. I, I like her um, a lot. I always felt a little bad that Parks and Rec, like, she's so good at that one-note character, but that show never lets her be anything except, like, that one-note character. What's her, what's her name? Do you remember um, her name? It's, it's Jean-Raphael and... God, 
No, not off the top of my head. I should know it. Um, yeah, I feel like I should too. Have you seen Obvious Child, the movie she's in? Obvious Child? I, I know I've it's, seen the trailer. I don't think I watched the movie, though. So so Landline is from the same person who made Obvious Child, Jillian Robespierre, I think is how you say her name. Um, it's a female writer-director, and Obvious Child is the... I'm just going for what it really is. Not a comment on the movie, but what it really is. It's the abortion comedy. <laughs> and <laughs> I it's really, really good. It's like it's like four weddings and a funeral if it was like one wedding and an abortion. She's a, <laughs> is she a stand up in the movie? Um I'm trying to remember what all I remember is the relationship stuff, so I can't remember what she I does. feel like I did watch it, but it was like during that year where I watched like 380 movies. And so and it kind of remember just, all of them. Yeah. It just gets lost in all of that. <laughs> so, but it's, I, she should be yeah, doing she's more. A, she's a stand up comic in that movie. Yes. Yeah. So I did see it. I just gets lost in that shuffle of like, I watched a lot of movies. I watched well, 12 movies this week. So. Because you don't watch as many movies i would recommend landline it's her follow-up to obvious child and it's a family drama it's sort of like obvious child meets the way way back oh god that definitely sells me on it i, I really think you'll enjoy it it's a very heartfelt uh, drama about a family that's sort of falling apart and it's very funny and not not like overly hysterical or dramatic it's just a good solid comedy drama about a family Mm, I have to check it out. So you're more of a I watch three movies this week instead of I watch five new TV shows or five regular shows. Oh, yeah. I, I mean I watch so much more TV <laughs> now. Yeah, Logan, I know. I know I you watch keep, a lot of TV, Logan. I can't keep up with his TV watching, Ryan. Like I like it's just in, it's like amazing to me. Um, no, I yeah I've, I've tried to watch more movies. I'm doing pretty well. I'm trying to go for 365 again this year, um, and I'm not hugely off the mark. Um, but yeah, so I've watched. Well, I, we also watched 2001 in theaters on Wednesday, um, but we talked we podcasted on Thursday last week. So we've already talked about it on the show. So that was four movies last week. Um, uh, yeah, I uh, speaking of 2001, I watched the. Uh, the series James Cameron had that was uh, it, something about science fiction. James I heard that's Cameron's really good. Science fiction. It is really good. Um, and I've prick. never seen 2001. <laughs> uh, oh, the best conversations are between George Lucas and James Cameron. <laughs> I, I mean, there's like who can outprick who? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculously good. Um, and they're all trying to play smarter than they are you know i mean not that they're not smart people but like oh yeah i had that figured out the whole time they both come off that way you know um the best one is spielberg obviously um but yeah it's very good but i've never seen 2001 and did not realize that how like interconnected everything is to that movie <laughs> It's amazing because, like, we've t I, Logan and I feel like I've spent the last like five years talking about 2001 on and off. Um, and like, weird, like, not like it just it keeps coming up. And, um, which is why I think we went to, I mean, you can disagree, Logan, but I think it's why we went to see it this week. It's just been such an ongoing Absolutely. part of our friendship. Um, and it's not a movie that either one of us, um, until this past week 
when I decided to fall in love with it, but it's not one that we like ever were like, this is not my favorite movie or anything like that. It's just something that keeps coming up. And the more you learn about it, like all the special effects guys went on to make like every other science fiction film we do love, you know, and like every one of the people who made those movies we do love would say, oh, yeah, 2001 was a huge influence. And it's just sort of like the turning point. Uh, it's amazing. And I think this time seeing it in an IMAX screen was the first time I felt it. While I like logically new stuff and new little facts, this is the first time I went like, oh, I get it. I get it this time, finally. Yeah, it's uh, the series is really good if you ever get a chance to check it out. But yeah, um, one of the crazy things to me is like, I don't know how to put it, but like Alien, like the atmosphere mm-hmm. that it has, like, it feels like they're all in like a trailer in space. You know what yep. I mean? Yes. Um, like that very much came from 2001. Like that whole atmosphere, only it, I mean, it's a little different, obviously, but that kind of we're out here alone in space kind of thing. <laughs> and, it, and it's just a job. That's a big part of it. Cause like the guys, the people in Alien, they're just doing a job. They're like a right. trucker. And, and in 2001, maybe the job is a little more elevated than like, you know, hauling freight because they're doing science or whatever, but it is. It's just a job. So, no, I completely see what you're saying. Um, yeah, but it, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, that, that's it. It's it's really interesting if anybody wants to watch it. Uh, and like I said, it's worth watching just for James Cameron and George Lucas every time they're sitting down together. <laughs> we didn't we didn't talk about it last week on the podcast, but my favorite part of going to see 2001 is. Hey, there was only like eight of us in the theater, and four of them were me, Spencer, his friend Keeler, and Keeler's brother. So, <laughs> one guy, like, and it's a sign seating. So, this one dude walks in, sits down in front of us, and looks at us and goes, I'm really sorry, like, that I'm just going to be sitting in front of you. And I mean, but it was good seats, you know, and he paid for that seat. So, that I, you know, as long as he's I, not going to talk. I think I even said movie. something like that too, right? Yeah. To him, like I was nice about. It. So I, I feel. Um, but by the way, Ryan, I bought the tickets like nine, nine o'clock that morning, and there were no other seats purchased that day. So this dude, after all of us had bought our tickets, bought his ticket right in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even like two rows in front of us, directly in front so of us. So does it show you that other people have bought? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, it tells you like the tape. Okay. So this dude was like, "Well, I don't want to sit completely by myself, so I'm going to sit right in front of these guys." <laughs> right. Because there were literally only like eight people in the room, and they all the other people sat pretty a good distance removed from us. But this one dude is like. I'm sitting right, but I'll give him, I'll be honest, I counted rows, and I had the most central seat in the entire theater, so he just got as close to the center as he could get. Yeah. <laughs> well, Which, yeah, it's fine. there's that too, yeah. Dude, I mean, he had obviously seen the movie before, um, so... He munched on popcorn louder than you, though. Yeah, he, he was pretty loud. Um, I felt so bad. I talked about that last week. Anyway, so there's an intermission in the movie. And it was, for whatever reason, it's not even a long movie, but it was an extraordinarily long intermission. Like, I feel like the intermission was 15 minutes, and the movie's barely two hours long, maybe two hours and... It's two hours and 20-something minutes long. There you go. And the intermission is 15 minutes. So, 
um, we start talking about this documentary called Room 237 that's about uh, The Shining and Kubrick's uh, like make not making of it, but like what it means. And it's like all this conspiracy stuff. And we're telling Keeler about it because Keeler's like kind of just diving into Kubrick. And so this guy without, and I mean, it's fine, but without any kind of like engagement, otherwise it just goes, what's that movie called? <laughs> He's got his phone out and he's searching <laughs> yeah. for it. Like we yeah, have, we have hooked this dude. And, like he's just been. I mean, we're talking loud, so obviously he can hear us. But he's just like, I'm into this. <laughs> so he's just like, not even joining in the conversation. He's like, what's that movie called? Oh, those are the best, though. I mean, like, I like it's... to think he went to watch that movie, right? And for the rest of his life, he'll be like. Man, this one time I saw 2001, and these two dudes were talking about this document. Like, we're the story he'll tell forever. That's it is the, awesome. That's the best thing about it. Like, yeah, I, it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's not not any kind of shade towards this dude at all. Oh yeah, I, I am fascinated by the fact that like I am now forever part of this dude's story when he tells somebody else to watch this. I mean, I have now two legacies: my child and this dude. <laughs> I sent uh, him out into the world a better man. <laughs> uh, but uh anyway, yeah, that was really all I watched besides the usual nonsense that I watch. And uh Well the well, last movie I watched, Spencer, I don't watch a lot. I used to be a movie watcher and for some reason I turned into a TV watcher. I've noticed the last the- on the X-Wing files, I've noticed, I'm like, Brian's never watching movies, but he's catching up on his TV shows all the time. <laughs> the last movie I watched was actually Tag, because my daughter wanted to watch it, and she was at school. So I was like, well, I'll check it out, you know, just to make sure. Because before Tag, we together we watched Game Night, and I was there was some stuff in Game Night where I was like, I don't think she should be watching this. You probably shouldn't watch <laughs> Card Blockers either. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Sorry, not going blockers. to. Blockers. It's, it's just blockers. No, I disagree. Blockers is a great movie about being a parent to a girl and a girl and a changing age. I'm just I'm saying. I'm saying you hey, shouldn't watch it with an 11-year-old. I don't know, man. Kids grow up fast. Watch it, Ryan. You make your own choices. Okay. I will. That's one I do want to watch. But Tag is freaking great. But I don't really, let your kids watch it. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to see it also because I heard Jeremy Renner broke both of his arms and you'll see that in the movie his arms are not in every shot like they're behind his back or in his pockets and stuff because of his broken arms in a lot of shots is that why he didn't show up in Avengers or in Mission Impossible well I think Mission Impossible because he's useless in that franchise and Avengers oh coincidence same reason <laughs> no I don't know that's a good joke no I don't know uh... why he didn't show up in those things Tag is great though. If if you weren't a, a big Ed Helms fan, I, like I think when you leave this movie, you'll be like, "Wow, that was good." I don't think the uh, uh, Hangover franchise did him any favors besides making him a lot of money, but I, I do like Ed Helms. So 
Yeah, I did too. I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I plan to. That's one. I've still not seen Game Night, which I've heard such good things about. Oh my god, dude, it um, is so good. That's what I keep hearing. So I think that Katie and I eventually, because she likes to watch the comedies with me, because I watch like... If you do a double feature, Game Night and Tag would be the ultimate. See, that, sound, that sounds fun. So I know we're going to watch it before the end of the year, but um, I'll let you know when we do. I'll tweet you, because I pay attention to your tweets. Yeah, tweet me. Nobody else does. <laughs> I'm going to get you a t-shirt that says that. I'm going to get you a t-shirt that says that. Just follow me. I changed my name to weird shit on like a weekly basis. It's amazing. I'm like, wait a minute, because I get your notifications. Like, who is this? And, oh, it's Ryan again. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, I've, I've got nothing else. So Better Call Saul is awesome. Everybody should be watching it. I'm the only one on this podcast who watches it. The Greatest Showman is coming to HBO, and you would be better off if you didn't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, watch Ballers, because at least it's soulless intentionally. (laughs) No, watch Misfits and Monsters. I was specifically referencing an HBO show. Oh, HBO. Gotcha. So, are we going to... You want to do a couple of if questions? Sure. Before we wrap it up? All right, so... All right, we're going to do this a fun way, so it's totally random. All right, Ryan, pick a number between 1 and 129. 117. Okay. Ryan, or Logan, um, pick a number between 1 and 4. 3. If you had to recall your worst travel experience, what would it be? You want me to go first? Go first. Sure, if you know it right off the bat. Yes. Um, well, we were going to go to Cancun. Uh, we did make it there. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to the airport at the butt-ass crack of dawn, like earlier than I would get, like, I, you know, unless my kid was being born, I would never get up this early, especially to drive to Atlanta. But we get to the airport, and, of course, you know, once you get there early, you know, to get through, then you just gotta wait. So we're waiting on our flight, and like, oh, look, uh, TGI Fridays open at six o'clock in the morning. So we go in there, and they're actually like, sir, I think it was Fridays. Apple, it might have been Apple. I don't know. They're <laughs> the point breakfast. is, they were serving alcohol. <laughs> no, they were serving breakfast, yes, and alcohol. Um, so <laughs> of course, I had breakfast and like two mimosas, I think, or something like that. Some kind of fruity breakfast alcoholic beverage. And uh, I got this, you know, motion sick, sickness patch. And I take half a Xanax. So, <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> well, I mean, it I takes a lot. Yeah, well, it takes a, especially pills or anything. Like, I got to take double what normal people take. And I don't know why. And it's not because I'm a druggie or anything. But, so we get on the plane and, like, I swear to God, my eyes were closed for like 30 minutes and everything's shaking and rattling. And I'm like, okay, we got to be in the air now. So I open my eyes and I look over, look out the window. We're still on the damn runway. (laughs) (laughs) But as soon as we got up in the air and like my nerves just totally, everything hit all at one time. And I had to like get my fat ass into the aisle and down to the bathroom before I puked all over somebody. So, oh. yeah, that was the worst. 
I think mine was I was in gosh, probably third grade, maybe fourth grade. And a old old friend of my mom's um offered so my mom it was just me and my mom growing up and he offered to meet us in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And I was living in Greenville, South Carolina. I um, love Gatlinburg. And so the idea was go to Gatlinburg. He's got all this touristy stuff, right? And I'm like a little kid. And like, I'm just right up my wheelhouse to, to do stuff there. Um, and like, take me to all this stuff. And I saw like, kind of hang out for a week. And we all had, we had like the, the, like the hotel rooms, like the double beds. So he would sit out, like sleep in his bed and then we would sleep in the other bed. Um, so it wasn't anything like my mom and this guy romantically reuniting. It was just like an, a long time friend. And so, um, so we, we went on this trip, but I get to Gatlinburg and like, I, I mean, again, I'm like third or fourth grade, something about the traveling, something about something has made it. So I can't go to the bathroom. Like I can pee, but I can't go to the bathroom. Right. So by day two, I'm miserable and it's like a five day trip. And I just remember, all I remember is I, I'd never went on the entire trip and I was basically felt terrible for three out of the five day trip. And it was awful. I've never heard of stage fright for pooping. <laughs> I right. I don't know what the deal was. I have I have no memory of being anxious or whatever. But I remember like I'm like I refused Dollywood because I was like, I don't want to go I got no. I just no, I don't want to do anything. You guys do whatever you want to do and I'll just if I can sit, that would be great. And I was sick the whole time. It was the worst thing. So worst travel I remember. I don't travel that much, so. <laughs> I mean, there was this one time I took my vacation to Chattanooga and then wound up in the hospital with cancer. Honestly, that's the best answer you could have given. It is, but that it was, worked out good for me. That was pretty disappointing. <laughs> All right. But I guess the alternative was. I got uh, to see Transformers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and you in Tennessee, die. yeah, and you yeah, didn't I almost did die. Know. Actually, that's not true. You I did know, almost yeah, die. I did almost die more times than you did. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was just once. His were several times in the rain with my mom in the car <laughs> driving. Uh, like I've never seen anyone speed into traffic like that. Like just surrounded by a sea of cars, and, and it's pouring down rain, and. There's nothing but taillights in front of us. And they and, all got their brakes on. And she's like, how fast can I get to the rear end of the next car in front of us? I mean, in her defense, she was very panicked. So, you know. I'm capable of driving. <laughs> oh, God. I just remember you guys showing up in the room. Whew, that was such an intense moment. Things that, 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 the stories that I've never... One day I would like to hear all the stories that happened while i was in this <laughs> medically yeah. induced coma yeah you're not the only one buddy <laughs> I, I have I just, some weird dreams and thoughts that i could tell that were just out of this world <laughs> you were in an actual coma though i mean i was i i was in disney movies it felt like for years <laughs> i mean like just one after another like every time i get out of one i wind up in another one yeah for those that don't know, <laughs> Ryan was in the hospital for quite a long stretch. It's it's a running theme with the family. Long stretches wait, in the hospital where we almost goes. died. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see who almost dies this year. So, 
I just hope it's not one of us. I just remember. I was about to say, did Spencer just like? He was like, I don't know what to say to that. I just went into like I. it's stuck in my memory, but I just remember the next day after all of that, and you guys were there, Ryan, with you and your mom were there, and Katie was like, "Why didn't you let any of us come sit with you? Like, what happened?" And I remember thinking, like, "Holy shit!" I sat at that hospital for like six hours, maybe more, waiting for you and 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 your mom to get there, Ryan, and like. Everyone offered to come and sit with me, and I was like, "No, just I just need them to get here." <laughs> and wow. like, I, it didn't even cross my mind that I actually needed someone to sit with me and talk to me. But I was just like, "No," because like Scott, our friend Scott, was at the film festival and he offered to come up, and I was like, and he actually tried to come up. I was like, "No, you gotta go watch the movies." and and which makes no sense and 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 katie was shooting the film festival but she was willing to come and i was like no you've got to take the pictures and and then like my uncle and my aunt were here and they offered to come up but i was like no you have to be people i don't know like i couldn't i was just like so focused on being there when you guys got there that I think I felt like anything else would have been a distraction and I could have missed you. Something crazy like that. Like well, irrational. I mean, your focus might have actually got us there because I thought I was going to die. Like, <laughs> hand to God, thought I was going to die on the way I'm up there. Si- like, I'm sitting there in the in the lobby just like using my brain power to get you guys there alive. <laughs> Use the force, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't guide the missile down the chute. I just shot it out. Yeah, because that's crap. That theory does not work. It does, <laughs> does work. work. Doesn't Whatever. Doesn't no. no. All, right. All right. Let's do another question. All right. This is the last one because we've done a long. We've done did a long Luke thing. use the force to send? <laughs> yes, he did. No, right. he didn't. All right. At number five through one twenty nine. Me? Yeah. Uh, sixty seven. Sixty seven. And then one through four, Logan. Uh, two. If you could, here we go. If you could eliminate one thing you do each day in the bathroom so that you never had to do it again, what would it be? I'll have to think about that for a second. Logan? All right. I don't see. I generally enjoy taking a shower. Mm-hmm. Do my best, my best thinking in the shower. It can't be something as easy as like <laughs> not having to fix my hair because like that's easily solved. I'm a guy. Nobody would be like, oh well, you know, he shaved his head. Agreed. Nobody. I don't have know, any hair. So. You know, nobody would. I mean, I'd probably get flack for it. Like, what'd you do that for? You're not bald, but I, it wouldn't be like a big deal. I could resolve that myself without. Wishing on a magic lamp. Um, I really I'm don't s- know, man. I'm saying, okay, I, I think I brush my teeth. Shit, you stole mine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Only because I is... constantly forget to do it. <laughs> oh, that's gross. My logic is. Go back and do it. I just. 
forget. And then, damn it, yeah, I forgot to brush my teeth. Go back two days later. <laughs> so my logic is, is that if we don't have to brush our teeth based on this game, then that means that our teeth are totally fine. So I like both not, not having to brush my teeth and my teeth being fine anyway. So that's why I'm going with brush my teeth. Well, since both of y'all took that, I'm going to go with I have this thing about when I do poop, I have to clean <laughs> the toilet. No matter if if I just cleaned it the day before and nobody else has been in there. And I only went in it right before I cleaned it. I would still have to clean it before I pooped. <laughs> I am trying. So, <laughs> so I'm laughing so hard. I'm trying no, to imagine being like at work, you know, like and, you know. I, I mean, I can't go at, at Walmart or anything because I'd have to be like, look, can I get some spray off the shelf so I can clean the toilet before I actually use it? Like, I don't care if you put, you know, whatever over the toilet. I'm still going to have to clean it before I use it. <laughs> See, uh, I, I, I love this is that, about, but... I, I know I love this is about number two, but it's the most clean about number two conversation we can have. It's fantastic. <laughs> I I respect this so much. I yeah. just it annoys me that I have to do that because well, I have to. I understand that, but I also have this this like weird rationalization in my brain of like if I'm gonna get paid to be at work, <laughs> like the best possible outcome of that <laughs> is going to the bathroom and getting paid to do it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. Like everybody, if I worked at your job, everybody would make fun of me. They'd be like, "Ryan, the dude with the bathroom cleaner sitting on his desk over there." Uh, that the, <laughs> the people in my they clean that bathroom like every forty five minutes. So that's nice. They do it like every four hours at my work. Yeah. And so, there's too many people on my floor for that. And there, there's a couple. They would of play them. bad jokes on me, like hide all the cleaners because Ryan's gonna have to go to the bathroom. And let's watch him go crazy trying to find something to clean the bathroom. <laughs> be like Michael J. Fox in uh, Scrubs. Where he's like, look, I hate to do this, but I have to leave and come back because I have to go use the bathroom and I can't do that here. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. Brush my teeth would be my answer. So That would be my actual answer, too, because if it's eliminate one, I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with brushing your teeth or cleaning the toilet but like you said it's like one of those things where you're like shit I forgot to brush my teeth mm. oh, could it just be cleaning the bathroom like it would just be miraculously oh, that would, clean that would forever cover, that would cover all the sins yeah I mean um, sure and if I'm in the bathroom I'm clean too I mean <laughs> I don't have to wash me brush my teeth clean the toilet you just well, walk into the bathroom. It everything's something you gone. Do every day, though, so do you clean your whole bathroom every day? No, no. There's, there's your caveat. You don't win on that. So Ryan gets his very specific answer, but the general answer doesn't win out. <laughs> so generally, it's just brush your teeth. So. I mean, there's very strict rules to this book of made-up questions. <laughs> That's very much like tag. They have like a journal of rules and amendments to the rules. So well, this is fun. This has also been like ninety minutes. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't feel like it went. It lasted that long. So. 
I mean, it really flew by. I think this was a ton of fun. Dang it very... Yeah, it's like 9.30. Ryan, you'll have to come back sometime. Sure. But you have to give right. us a few weeks to talk bad about you, then you can come back. Right after y'all watch Misfits and Monsters. We didn't even talk about the end of Mr. Robot. Because it's so sad. sad. Yeah, it's pretty sad. But at the same time, it's going to have the ending they want, and that matters. Yeah. Matters the most. We're staring down the end of Mr. Robot next year. More than likely the end of Legion and the end of Preacher. Three of the only three shows we'd love to talk about. So, yeah. It's going to be 2019 is going to be a rough year. It's going to be really rough if they all happen at the same time. You should so. do tr- um, True Detective Season 3 with yes. Mahershala Ali and, and get those ratings way extra up. And then people would be like, oh, they also do Mr. Robot? Cool. Yeah, we're, we're, we're mulling over things to talk about, but we're definitely doing the Mr. Robot rewatch. And uh, I tagged you and didn't get a like a I'm in response. So I mean, uh, I thought I already told. I thought I already told you I was in. Uh, That's why did I didn't you, say anything. Uh, maybe you did. I mean, I may not have a man <laughs> Oh, I'm in, and it's assumed you read my mind, but I thought I told you. Oh no, I'm I mean, in totally. <laughs> I was like deja vu. I've I had, had this conversation before. I had a lot of before. stuff with a lot of people in the past week from the two of you, so I thought I responded to everything I needed. That's fine. You probably told me. I just forgot because, like, I had cancer and had to do chemo. So, oh, I it's not no, what just, it was. Just shut up. <laughs> I, no sympathy. You're alive because of me. I don't care. I've repaid you. No, don't do that. That's that cheapens everything. <laughs> that was the point. You gave, gave me nice gifts, but you no. Mm-mm. I'm not holding it over your head, but you can't repay me for life. Uh. Nope. Can't I don't know. Done. Gambit. Well, life. Buy, buy me more things then. We'll find out. <laughs> I feel like buy almost every family. time I see you, I'm like, hey, I have this. <laughs> Here, do you that, want it? <laughs> it's actually true. It's like ongoing rent for your life in the form of comic books. <laughs> but it's never anything really expensive. Like, I've literally, I think, only bought, like, expensive-wise, like, Gambit. I paid for the first appearance of Gambit. It was like, I got this for you. And like that's also it. Got it for Ryan, so I'm not special. I don't what? feel special. Cause y'all share this ungodly love of this idiotic character. <laughs> He's not idiotic. He's, He's pretty amazing. bad. He's the raging Cajun, and he got rogue. He married. Well, rogue. you just like, like twinned like, me, cause I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> I like to see you marry Rogue Logan. No, I wouldn't. I would, I'd be jealous. I would not want to marry Rogue. She's annoying. What? I yeah I don't like Gambit and Rogue yeah no oh. not a Rogue guy although I did did are you still reading Extermination? I haven't read episode or issue two yet. I've got it, but I haven't read it. So uh, this is not really spoilery at all. But there's this Probably moment is like the BoJack. Thing. No, it's not. It's not. There's this moment. I saved your life, you ruined BoJack. It's <laughs> there's this moment in the issue. Where So, in issue one, Cable died, and Cable killed Cable. We already talked about that. It's stupid. But there's this moment where one of the characters, they're splitting up into groups, and one of the characters just points at this group and goes, no, I want to go with them. And it's literally all the characters from X-Force, because it's just like, the rest of you suck and won't do what it takes. But these, <laughs> these dudes over here, they will murder somebody if they have to. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> 
that's awesome. So it's pretty good. So you've been reading Black Panther though, right? Yes. Yeah, I love that I can see where you're reading. Well, it's funny because I've got the I've got the full four volumes of Christopher Christopher uh, priests priests good lord run on Black Panther, and I left it at home, so I just started picking up where I was in the actual book on the app, which is yeah. fun. Yeah, the app's pretty cool. So, um, <laughs> I, I I haven't given up on my X Men stuff, but I have fallen in love with the old man Logan book and the all new Wolverine book. And so they have taken over my, my reading. Um, Jeff Lemire's old man, Logan may be one of the best things in the last 10 years. It's so good. Jeff Lemire's Gideon falls is amazing. Yeah. I need to read that too. I wish Marvel published everything that way I could just read it all in this app. Uh, and not have to pay. Yeah, and give Ike, yeah, give Ike Perlmutter all your money. Uh, I mean... Problematic. Yeah, it is problematic. So, it's okay. If I burn my Nikes, does that solve the no, problem or make it worse? <laughs> shut the hell up. Donate your Nikes to charity if you feel that strongly about it. No, no I'm going to keep mine. Actually, I have to go buy new shoes this week because mine squeak when I walk. So, obviously, I need new shoes. Um, so I'm going to go buy Nikes. So F them. Stand up for something. I love that. My boss man, my ex boss man was a huge, you know, screw the NFL. You know, about the whole Kaepernick stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, but he owned Nike everything. So I, I just kind of wonder how much money he just donated to charity because <laughs> he wouldn't burn it or cut it or he would donate it to charity. Mm. But that's still a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's an idiot. So I'm just going to vote in November. That's what I'm going to do. Right on. I'm not going to vote, but right on <laughs> vote. I'm getting I'm making I'm trying to figure out. I'm putting the pieces together to get Ezra a shirt that says, please vote for me. But it's like, you know, because I'm a child and can't vote. So please vote for me. Can I and write I'm gonna take pictures. In? No, that's not what I'm saying. Vote. He's saying place a vote for him. No, I, I get the, oh, the okay. double meaning. I'm just saying, can I write his name in? If you'll vote, yes. I just need you to vote. Can I vote like Luke did the torpedo down the shaft? Like that doesn't work, <laughs> but as long as you vote, I'll support it. <laughs> I'm going to use I'll the force. I'll change my stance on that theory if you vote. No, I'm not. Ever. I'll I mean, die. if I can just change one person's mind, it's worth the vote. <laughs> oh my god, you're killing me. Somebody in the podcast. <laughs> hey everybody, go vote and have a better tomorrow. And Mr. Robot's over. <laughs> it's done. Go home. Why are you still here? Why are you still here? <laughs> oh, good God. That's Ferris Bueller. <laughs> we all got it, Logan. <laughs> you like Chris Farley in that SNL skit. Do you remember that time when you did that thing? <laughs> okay. That, before you end it for real, I got to tell you. There was a post on Facebook I saw that, that was said, the end. Uh, no, I got to tell y'all this. It's hilarious. 
It said if, if she does, if he or she doesn't know what this is, they're too young for you. And it was the stones from the fifth element. And my sister comments on it. Well, then I must be on the young side because I have no idea what those are. And I commented back like, or you're on the I'm too old to remember what this is side. It's the stones from the fifth element. <laughs> She's never seen the fifth element. Yes, she has. <laughs> and the fifth element was love. Go vote. Have a better tomorrow. Logan in the podcast right now. <laughs> I'm hanging up. Prank caller. Yeah.